Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Jared Brandon. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. And on the line, we have a very special guest. Uh, hey, guys. My name is Luis Munoz, uh, also known as uh, Modern Guitar Tech. That's right. He's out in uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, yep. West Coast coming through right now. <laughs> Uh, I can yeah. say that because I grew up there. <laughs> um, I would feel weird about doing like East Coast coming through. Right <laughs> I'm not exactly East Coast. Anyhow, we are super excited because Luis is joining us today and he is um, he's a guy that I uh, found on uh, through Instagram. Again, shocker. Sorry, everybody. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, well, that's ever that's where everybody's at right that's, now. That's that's where to be. If you yep. want me to find you, be on Instagram. That's right. <laughs> um, and if you want me to find you, and I'm not finding you, you can always just drop me a line. That's right. Uh, via the website, uh, you can direct message me on Instagram, um, or uh, I guess really, oh yeah, an email via the site. That's cool too. Todd at theguitarknobs.com, and I'll I'll get back to you. I, I, I promise. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been exchanging a couple emails with a couple of, of really great chaps from around the world. So we got a fellow from uh, down in Australia, uh, Scott Phillips. And um, he and I have been uh, talking recently over the Internet. And he's, uh, sub- he's suggested quite a few really great topics and I'm excited about him, and we're going to get to him pretty soon uh, after after these episodes that we record in the near future. So much appreciated, Scott, and uh, anybody else that well, wants to chat with us, uh, send us a line. So, so we have Luis Munoz on the show, and he is known as the modern guitar tech. And I thought it would be really cool to have him on because get you know the idea of a guitar tech it, it takes many forms and i think it's one of those things that we we put a lot of baggage on what a guitar tech may or may not be and so i i just wanted to be able to hear it from his perspective and i think he's approaching it at least from what i've seen online from a a, a new point of view um he's uh providing um, some some material and and ways to connect with people that maybe uh, might be a new way of getting to know a guitar tech. So that's why he's on the show. So we're going to hear a little mm-hmm. bit about him and what he's doing out in L.A. and who he's doing it for in just a little bit. Moving forward, let's talk about what's going on in our guitar worlds. This is my favorite day of the week. I love this. Yes. I love recording Thursday. Day. <laughs> well, whatever day we're recording the episode, really. Podcast so, day. Ah. Podcast day. Followed by pizza. <laughs> yeah, followed by editing day. Jared. Oh, man. So, a couple of guitar shows under my belt since the last, last podcast. And uh, I picked up a really cool uh, volume pedal. And when you go back and forth, like on a normal, you know, volume pedal. Rocking it, you mean. Rocking yeah, it. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Well, the, the reason I'm drawing the distinction. <laughs> right, exactly. You're right. Now, instead of rocking, you can twist the top black part, the surface of the pedal, and it changes the tone. It's an old Fender volume slash tone pedal. From the 60s. Mm, right on. It's from the huge. mid-60s. Yeah, the thing's huge, and I, I love it, man, because I got a, a size 14 shoe. <laughs> so so it's it's like it, like anybody else on a WAP, you know, on, a, on a normal size WAP pedal, this thing's bigger than that. So it's nice, big honking thing. I don't use the tone that much, but... It is pretty cool, though. I mean, yeah. so let's describe... So... You're rocking uh, like a standard volume pedal, mm-hmm. and then if you if you swing your foot to the right or or to the left, and I guess it's really sliding. If you slide the entire top of the pedal, kind of shifts over. Yeah, you twist, and it, and it goes. It's almost like a it, treble cut. It pivots. Yeah, yeah a treble booster, a treble cut. 
Um, it actually it's it's more of a cut because it, if it's all the way right, it's like having your your tone knob all the way up. Yeah, you know, and if and well, yeah, you know, but I you mean, go if it's all the way center, left, it's, if it's dead center, you're at like standard whatever your amp is set at. Actually, I don't think so. I think it's if it's all the way to the right, uh-huh. then that's standard. Hmm. That's from now. I could be wrong, but that's what it seems like to me. Okay. I, well, wait a minute. Where's standard though? Is standard all the way to ten, or is standard <laughs> in the middle? Where's standard at? Anyway, to you know, to avoid that big long conversation, yeah, it's. Let me tell you, if if you were gonna receive Billy Gibbons' guitar collection, you would want this pedal because he only uses a volume pedal. That's it. So, that's uh, that's one of the things that I'm I'm pretty excited about that I have now. Um, I also got back a guitar from the shop uh, that was sprayed in sparkle. It is a Fender, <laughs> and you've seen it too, right? I, I have. That's they right. are I, and, super and, and sparkle. The most lovingest man. way I'm going to say these things look ridiculous. Yes, and I. <laughs> They do, but to me, I'm in love with them, man. I love a gaudy, mega, super sparkle body if on you a can, guitar. You know, Go ahead. That is so funny. I, I, dude, I have a thing for sparkles. Like, it's oh the, my god, I dude! Know. Like, it's, it's, it's like I'm a fish, man. I, I gotta, it, I just want to <laughs> grab it, you know. It's like, like, like fish. fish. It, it's like fish bait to me. I just, it just yeah, draws yeah. me to it. It's uh it it's a thin line. So I had a an American body. I had a laser guitar repair up in Dayton, Ohio. Hollow this thing out cuz somebody had had just chopped it up and they put a nice uh cap on it on the top and it's it's 6.1 pounds with all Jeez. the the gear that's, on it. That's with maybe everything. the lightest guitar I've ever held. Yeah. I mean, it's with, and it's got two wide range pickups in it too. I mean, real ones, the ones with, you know, the ones that I build. So they're, it's just a fantastic guitar. Super light. (laughs) It sounds sounds awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of thin lines per se. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really impressed with this thing. I like Um, a little heft to my guitar. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, (laughs) Cause I, I, I play it relatively low, you know? Um, so you don't need, it's hard to have a really like guitar flopping around all low. Like Rob Trujillo low or like. No, that's, that's, (laughs) see, that's also ridiculous. (laughs) Um, No disrespect to Robert Trujillo because, you know, he, the guy's, he's a badass bass player. Nice for sure. But I'm, you know, like, um, you know, low, just slung, you know, like low at the hip, like think, think. Think Explore Keith or think think Johnny Thunders, okay, cool. you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, cool, man. Well, I've seen these guitars and um, the the sparkle ones you got. I like sp- I like some sparkle, and I'm glad that you love them. I think you're more of a subtle <laughs> sparkle. Yeah. Guy, yeah. Where this is this is like disco ball. It it's just sparkles everywhere. Pretty, yeah, it's out there. It's I mean, gaudy. And I love it. I, I, I'm glad that you do. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> All right, Louise, hit us. What's going on in your music world this week? Well, in my, my world, um, I just worked on this interesting project for one of my clients. Um, he's one of these guys. That, this is like the third one that he's um, he's brought over. But this was a Chinese Gibson Explorer. They're known around the internet as uh, Chipsons. Um, and yeah, so for anyone who's out there, who's like, I mean, you see these on like Alibaba and AliExpress and eBay, God knows, I don't know where else. But, and they're cheap, they're like 300 bucks for like a fake Gibson. They even say Gibson, like made in the USA in the back and they come with like the certificate and all that stuff. Right. It's, uh, it's interesting to, <laughs> to see. Um, but yeah, so they're not built to spec. They're not built to Gibson spec or Fender spec or whatever. Um, so a lot of people think, oh, cool, I'm just gonna buy one and then I'm just gonna swap out all the all the hardware, you know, for like 
American-made hardware and pickups and all that stuff, and it never works. Like, it never fits properly. So uh, there was so much involved. Like, I mean, this was pretty much like a rebuild, you know? Like, I had to re-radius the neck or uh, the fretboard, uh, uh, new frets, dowel the old holes uh, where I removed the bridge and the tailpiece, plugged them, redrilled them, everything. And then it's funny because like their intonation point is always slightly off. So, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a whole bunch of work. Um, I, I wish I could play it, but he's left-handed. Um, so I set it up as best as I thought it could play it, um, but I wish I could really dig in. Uh, it's kind of one of my favorite parts when doing a setup, like the final steps is like really just sitting down with a guitar. And sure. Just digging in and, and you know, just doing like little, little tweaks and stuff, man. Devil's in the details. But uh, yeah, he came, picked it up. Um, he was stoked. Uh, it's funny, just... Chipsons, man, they're a thing now, I guess. Yeah, you know, I can see those a mile away because of the because of the way <laughs> they look, and, and yeah, you know, I've I've looked at Gibson headstocks and Gibsons all my life for years, so I I know right away. But there's a lot of people out there that that genuinely cannot tell the difference. They get fooled uh, sometimes and get taken yeah. advantage of, and and in my opinion, I think. Chipsons are kind of a nuisance um, because you people are always asking, "Hey, is this thing real? Is this thing fake?" And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And there's a couple of people out there that say, "Hey, man, I, you know, uh, these these are hit or miss, and sometimes you get a decent one, sometimes you don't." I, I'm not a roll the dice type of guy, you know, myself, but. I don't know. I some of the sparkle choices you've been making is pretty much rolling of, of like giant dice. Right? No, <laughs> that that's your opinion, <laughs> and I know what the sparkle's going on. Yeah. So it's attracting you to a nicer guitar that that I you know <laughs> not a Chipson. Uh huh. So the yeah. So it's, but let let's be let's be clear about something real quick because I think if you have a if you have a Gibson, okay. Uh, and we're talking specifically about the, 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 like the counterfeit Gibsons, right? Yeah. 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 Which is different than saying, Hey, I've got a Epiphone. I got a Korean Epiphone or I've got, you know, and uh, something like that where it, it's not, I just don't want there to be confusion about that because I think some of those, like I've got two of them super well, like they're great. I love them. The episodes. Um, yeah, of course. They're, but for you know, for any guitar. listeners that that maybe aren't as savvy to like, wait a minute, what what exactly is that? What's the difference? I've got a I've got an Asian built, um, you know, Les Paul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now the Epiphones are licensed by Gibson. Right. They are authorized models. Right. And they're they're of of decent quality. Yeah. They're they're good instruments. The Chipsons are not. They're yeah. They're knockoffs meant to be they're knockoffs. They're yeah. intrusive in my just in my personal opinion. I think they're intrusive, but uh, you know that's just me, and I I can't control it, yeah. what people. You know, I mean, buy. at that point, it's almost like with the amount of work you had to do. Holy moly! I mean, that's a that's oh a, he was yeah. I mean, he was like almost at the end of the day with parts and my labor i mean it's, it's like about 1800 anyways wow. you know but the thing yeah the thing with him is that he's left-handed and harder to find he yeah. yeah yeah so he and he likes these like obscure like that one model that 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 you know like eddie van halen played on this one album for like one song yeah, blah blah yeah. blah this and that yeah, yeah so stuff like that so i, I feel guess, for him man <laughs> yeah. I, I understand now that you know when you said that it, I I could I, I want to give him some th- sympathy here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, now yeah. I understand why he would do it. it. It could still be worth it for him, and that's cool. Well, it's funny you brought the uh, that up. The the obscure models. Um, one of my 
favorite podcasts, the Guitar Nerds, were having a discussion about wh- why so many licensed uh, or, or signature model guitars are not the ones that are actually like that people are known for. They're like these obs- really obscure ones. Like yeah, they played yeah. it on one album or they played it at one big concert or something like that. And um, the only exception I take to that is the uh, Supernova, the the Union Jack from Noel Gallagher, because mm. that thing rules. <laughs> okay. He only played it at one show. Right. Um, anyways. Okay, cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, yeah. For me, I just finished my Mammoth Electronics uh, Muff Pie Op Amp Fuzz build, and I'm just mega stoked on it. I had the concept for the what it looks like and you know pedals are like wine bottles and stuff it's like you you judge them you 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 can't pop if you're shopping for that you can't know what it's like you have to say like that looks like it tastes good the one you <laughs> that just is me oh my god with the whole wine thing yeah right this one that you just made is really cool though well thank you and tell us one of the you know one of the major things <laughs> That's, oh, that's yeah. cool about it. Well, I called it the Major Tom Fuzz Woo. just because uh, Jared's extremely proud of himself for that one, just so everybody knows. Um, yeah, I called it the Major Tom Fuzz because I, I recently visited the, the Air Force Museum here in, okay. in, in Dayton, and we were at the, the, uh, the space area, and it just made me think a lot about the idea of being disconnected i mean you know major tom from david Bowie, you're, you know your circuit's dead is there something wrong can you hear me major yeah, tom, yeah, yeah right and just that idea of like of the fuzz and static and and a, and a voice that is decaying out you know i just like man that would make a cool fuzz pedal <laughs> which really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the actual sound but whatever it's a it's a concept pedal so <laughs> so I have an astronaut uh, with a skull face and a blue visor, and his his uh, right eye lights up with the with the LED. And um, you know, you, you spend the time and you build it, and then you say like, "All right," and you plug it in, and you really hope it works. And man, oh man, yeah. <laughs> I had it loud, and this thing just screamed, and it was like, "Yeah, this thing sounds awesome." So I was super stoked. Um, it was a major success. It was a major success. Uh, there's another one for Jared. And um, that was for Chris. Okay, yeah, for Chris, who's not here. Pour, he said pour some puns out for our homie Chris, who's not here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, so thank you to Mammoth Electronics. By the way, I would. I'm still trying to get Jacob from Mammoth Electronics on uh, the show and uh, have him talk to our audience about you know the the diy kits and stuff and and anyways super fun if you haven't built your own pedal do it the worst thing that's going to happen is it's not going to work and then you'll probably <laughs> find i mean that is pretty bad if it doesn't work but the, there it, most of it's easily fixable so somebody around you's got to be able to help you out it's fine it'll work out great just do it um okay so let's uh Let's talk about the, uh, hang on a second. Hold on. What? One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. That's right. It's four on the floor. And Luis is going to share his four on the floor with us. Boom, go. <laughs> um, all right. So my four, um, I got to start with the first one. It's like the first thing, even before my tuner, is my EP booster uh, by Exotic Effects. Um, I have a thing for exotic pedals. Um, I know a lot of the guys that work down there. They're a great company. I have no affiliation with them. I just, I like that. Customer service for me is like a big thing. Not that I've ever had a problem with them, but that's my first pedal. It just warms up my signal. Um, so I always have that on. I've even actually considered maybe getting another one and having it at the end of the chain um, before it goes into the amp. That's a cool idea. Just to see if it would make it even warmer, if that's even possible. But that's the first one. 
Uh-huh. Um, now, 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 let me ask you real quick. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of boosters out there. Mm-hmm. What about uh, the EP uh, kind of sold you? It, well, first of all, it's, it's it was one of the first like smaller. Everybody does them now, but like those really thin, smaller pedals. Yeah, the minis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like I mean, real estate is vital on my board man i like because i i take i live in la again um so i take the metro a lot or the bus as much as i can to gigs if you don't live in la parking and traffic is just horrendous so Mm -hmm. i try avoid that as much as possible but i don't know i've 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 tried a few other ones you know like when i go to nam and and stuff like that or i get to work on a lot of people's stuff but i don't know i just I just I like it, man. It's sexy. That's it. I know that's, <laughs> that's totally silly. that's a totally fair statement. It is a great looking little pedal for sure, and yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah. it's one of the more reputable ones out there. So yeah. All right. So what do you got for uh, number two? Number two, I got my SP compressor, also by Exotic. This one, I love the uh, the little switch in the front, the high low mid switch. Again, it's one of those. It's one of those smaller casings, so great for for real estate on the board again. And this one, I used to do a lot of, I used to play in kind of like a funky pop band. So that one always kind of came in handy when I would use my Strat or I have an Echo Park guitar too that that one oh, sounds yeah. cool with. Yeah. Those are um, nice. So I'm able to kind of, just with the switch itself without moving the volume or the blend. Mm-hmm. Um, just by flipping that switch, um, I was always able, I'm always able to get like a good, nice compression sound. And again, it's sexy, dude. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, and yeah, the real estate thing, I I think I am of the same opinion too. Is like, if I can get a utility pedal and I would consider a comp or a boost, almost, you know, uh, utility, uh, boss, uh, comp boost tuner. You know, those are utility style pedals. So, um, yeah, if you can get those down to a mini, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I know like a lot of people use like, especially like the booster for like solos and things like that. Um, I just always play like on volume six or seven. Yeah. And then for solos, I'll just roll up. And for me, that just sounds much, much nicer. The other one that just has never left my board um, and always moves to the next board is my OCD, the full tone. That's um, a great pedal. Yeah, just I just think it's versatile and it, it makes any clean sound, you know, like one, like any tube amp, just sound great. And again, kind of talking about that whole thing, like if I know there's guys and girls and just people, like guitar players in general, that just can't play if they don't have their rig but man f that like out here if i can avoid taking my amp uh i'm all for it so i think i've gotten pretty good at being able to tweak tube amps so i and like as far as like picking my effects and things like that i always kind of have that in the back of my head you know like will this generally sound good with most and, and most people have like a twin or a marsh, you know, like yeah. your standards. So it, that uh, that OCD has always kind of just come in handy. That's a great pedal, man. That's like one of those solid, solid ones. I think you could probably count that and a, and a two, tube screamer as if you got either one of those, your money. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the next one, I've been really digging this new uh, Ghost Echo by Earthquaker. Okay. devices yeah so even just even i've been noticed like like at my gigs and stuff like that i've um i've been having it on and and it's it's like a reverb but it's it has this like little weird nuances just strange but subtle though mm-hmm. that I kind of been adding to my my tone as of lately well, there's a, I mean, there's an interesting knob on there called dwell. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what gives you that little extra ness? Yeah. It, it's like this like quirky reverby if you want to. I mean, you, it, it, 
I don't necessarily like reverb pedals yeah. or just your, your, you know, your straight up like delay pedal per yeah. se. And I mean, if you do, like I like like your, you know, whatever, I'll use a boss, like, like a DD7 or a DD, like I don't have a problem with, you know, I know there's a bunch of people out there that are like, oh my God, how dare you? You know, you're like, you're not using the cheek. It's like, man, it, if it does a trick, it does, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I like more kind of like quirky, unique little things, even if they're subtle, but I think that's kind of like, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you as far as like, um, it sounds like what you're describing and I haven't actually tried out a ghost echo, but now I'm like super bad want to, because I like the, the, how do I say it? Like the unknown presence that, um, something that even just like having a, a vibe on like one or something like that can give you, yeah, yeah. you know, just, a, yeah. just that extra sort of, it's not perfect. It, it just gives it a little bit of life almost. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the same thing between, um, you know, a, a standard echo or a tape echo. Like people love exactly. the tape, 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 echo. I'm going to say it right. Um, a, the difference between a tape echo is that has that extra bit of life, you know, and mm. this sounds really cool. I'm very interested in this now. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, it just it, I feel it just adds a little bit more personality to to the tone. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so. Or as the Germans say, je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> it's French. It's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, cool, man. Well, that is a solid uh, lineup. I would play that board any day. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everybody else, go out there. I'm, I'll put out the uh, the blog post for uh, Luis's Four on the Floor, and you can check out those pedals for yourself as well as a little bit of a transcript from what we just went through. So be on the lookout for that in case you're driving in or you're like, I don't know what pedals you're talking about. <laughs> You'll be able to check them out. Cool. Yes. So here we go with the interview with Luis Munoz, the modern guitar tech out in Hollywood, California, specifically Hollywood, but in the Los Angeles area. Yeah. So, I mean, rock and roll central of the world, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So let's talk a, a little bit about what give me your definition of a guitar tech first of all definition for guitar tech is i guess one that kind of maintains guitars and can do like simple repair where a luthier can actually build or maybe even modify um a guitar or do more woodworking yeah um that's fair. So someone's taking it from zero to nothing, and a guitar tech might be taking it from something to different, more, or better. Ooh, I like that. Right. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> yes, I like All that. Right. Cool. And, um, you know, I, w- when we were talking on the phone um, yesterday, uh, just, you know, kind of getting ready for the interview, I one of the things that I was interested in sharing with the listeners was... I want to hear your perception of how you basically got into this and why. And I'm specifically talking about uh, the perception of of guitar techs as you have encountered them and how you maybe saw a a different way into that. Right on. Okay, so I moved out here. I'm originally from Texas. Um, Moved out here to L.A. about seven years ago. Um, I had always tinkered on my own guitars. I didn't know anything. This was before the the internet. I mean, I remember my sister coming back from college and having like this Toshiba satellite laptop that was like three inches thick. You know, so it wasn't like this information was like readily available. So I remember like my dad bought me this cheap guitar. I saw some steel rod in there, started tweaking with it and messing around with it. Pretty much I ruined that guitar. So long story short, I I always tinkered on my own stuff. Then I moved out here 
uh, for music. Joined a few bands and everything, and I, I don't know. Quickly realized like L.A. You would think, man, like you know, this is this is the city of like music and musicians and a whole bunch of bands and and there's not many reputable or I shouldn't say that, but this efficient, I guess, is the word I'm looking for for. Right. For luthiers or guitar techs, I guess I should say. And maybe that's where it started for me. So when you're saying efficient, uh, I'm going to interpret a little bit here. So, you know, the idea that you might uh, bring in a a guitar and say, hey, cool. um, You know, I feel like the neck's a little warped uh, or I need a refret job. And it's like now it's two weeks, it's three weeks uh, you know, they got somebody that's got, uh, got a more expensive guitar or, 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 or a name that came into yeah. the shop that you need to deal with. And, and you're really at the mercy of, uh, you know, somebody who's got your guitar. Yeah. Yes. That. Yeah. And then the other thing, um, the last few years is, um, I think maybe you'll like this Todd, but just, uh, presence, online presence, like, yeah. It just it doesn't exist for even the the guys that have been in town for thirty plus years, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to feel like you have a guy, you know, and mm-hmm. that's a that's a harder thing to do, I think, in the guitar world these days, uh, especially. You know, Jared's mentioned many times the idea of. Uh, you know, back in the good old days when we had <laughs> mom and pop shops, uh, back in the good old days when we had mom yeah. and pop shops. <laughs> we did, man. Yeah. Um, the idea that you can you can trust something that is really, really important to you that was probably really expensive that may or may not have sentimental value yeah. and that somebody else is going to get you and not necessarily make you feel uh, stupid or yeah. um, or not going to exploit your lack of knowledge for for yeah. younger for for beginning guitarists that's a that's a really that's intimidating a thing yeah mm-hmm. but I think it was that I remember I remember I had this uh, I had a pink paisley that I just gotten and I was trying to do it's that 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 really that pink sparkly one yep yep yeah and oh man it that thing got me more auditions and gigs and i think my playing yeah because um, everybody loved that guitar man but uh, i was trying to change the pickups i got this like country gig thing uh i was trying to change the pickups and i took it to one of the guys that's that you know known around town i mean i just walked in and i mean there's like no eye contact no nothing and it was just super cold you know and he's like kind of like three weeks yeah and i just remember thinking well this kind of sucks. Well, whatever. It is what it is, you know. He's, he's the best in town and whatever. You know, left the guitar. No call, nothing. You know, I had to call, see if it was done. It was done. Went to go. Like, just cold from beginning yeah, to yeah. end. Yeah. No relationship you know? established. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was just kind of like... And there's no real you know, way to do that um, if they are not... Really on the web, or you're not going down to the shop all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like uh, I don't like that, you know. And it makes you dread. Even I know my guitar needs to set up, but uh, I got to find somebody else, you know. But the other guy lives in Van Nuys. And, uh, LA is massive. Yeah. So that's like asking somebody to like, you know, like you're going away, like to go over the hill. Yeah. Like to Van Nuys and North Hollywood, it's like, yeah, it's like, no, especially on like the bus or train. It's like, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, you're kind of at the, at the helm of, of them, you know? So yeah. that's where it started. And, and I think again, me, you know, being kind of like a younger guy, this whole, the whole social media stuff, you know I mean? That's where everybody hangs out nowadays, whether you like it or not. And well, I think uh, it's interesting that you can, you know, I'm I've followed I followed you and it doesn't take long for there to you to gain a familiarity even if you're just seeing a picture of somebody or yeah. you're hearing a you're you're reading a comment or there's a video that is establishing a relationship. Yes, it's over the internet, but you 
you start to form one and you, you, you do. gain a familiarity. When we talked on the phone the f- first time yesterday, it was like, oh, hey, man. You know, I, it wasn't like this weird cold call, like, yeah, yeah. um, here, can I give you my, my super expensive thing that means the world to me and maybe you'll get back to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. So yeah. anyways, yeah. I just, I, I could sense that from your online presence mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and, you know, in a couple of the videos. And, and so that was something that I really appreciated about, your approach and and um i know that you know you haven't been around for ages and you may not yeah. have the um you know all of the accolades but i do want to mention everybody that if you go to his website modernguitartech.com and check the client list um that's nothing to sneeze at <laughs> you you got you got some heavies on there man yeah 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 uh and, you know, and that's the thing too. It's like, I mean, I, this, this goes for anything for anybody. Like what I've learned so far in life is if you love something, just, this is going to sound really cheesy, but just, just do it. And somehow like, don't worry about the hows and the whens and the what ifs, like just do it and it'll somehow work. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but I want to support <laughs> you on that by, um, reiterating, uh, that by saying, you know, I, I do what I love to do for a living yeah. and I, I build pickups and stuff, guitar pickups. Yeah, yeah. And on Sunday night, I am thinking about Monday morning and I get excited Swing. about what I'm going to do. And I get yeah. it and I look forward to, uh, waking up in the morning, getting the coffee going and organizing what I'm going to do, mapping out the day because I love doing it. It's yeah. I, I, I enjoy Monday sometimes yeah. more than I enjoy Friday because Friday <laughs> it's like, Oh man, what am I going to have to go Unless do? It's pizza night. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what am I, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to get drug out of my shop to do? Because I want to be yeah. in my shop and, and do what I love doing. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know, when it comes to customers as well, it, with the engaging the customers, it, being in the position of having customers and also having a customer service, I I think I'm so gonna. So you're saying you have customers? I do, and I I think I'm gonna really <laughs> listen to what you have to say about this because I any little type of um you know check in or any t- little email or text to a customer just means the world to that customer because because then you know they kind of know what's happening or it's just to some people it's everything and. It, it can be a pivot point if they want to do business with you again is how the, yeah. the first transaction went and how 100%. communicative yeah. you were. So I'm pretty excited about this. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So J- Jared is very excited. Swing. Swing. He's, he's, very, his, he's, he, he's flushed. His face is flushed. He's sweating a little bit. It's not because of the pizza. <laughs> Um, so Louise, let me ask you, um, I think that there's in the definition part that we talked about a little bit before, when we say guitar tech, um, Mm -hmm. I think most of us think of, uh, the guy that who's, you know, the, the old, the older dude in the cargo shorts with the shaggy hair (laughs) and the, and the, you know, 20 year old concert shirt that's. That's in yeah. charge of all the guitars standing off stage, um, who's been yeah. riding a bus all their life. I mean, that's that's the yeah. first thing you think of, at least yeah. first thing I think of. Yeah. Now, when we started talking, um, this was a point that I really wanted to gain some definition on because uh, the the difference between that and maybe what you are doing or what you have done, um, there is one, and I just wanted to kind of touch on that. So. Explain how you go about handling the, um, I guess, the road issue or how you define yourself, you know, between that and, and like your shop and, and what where that importance lies. Um, I've, I've done the road thing. You know, I've, I've toured um, for a few 
few bands and, and artists and it's fun. And I myself is I like, I've been on tour. Um, it's for some people it's, you know, um, it, it's, it, it's cool that it's there, but I don't necessarily like it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a, if I had a choice and I do, I'd rather do what I'm, I'm doing right now, which is pretty much kind of like a, I mean, I, I work for, in in the Los Angeles area for for people around here, you know. Yeah. So that that's pretty much it. I am a luthier as well, so I can build. I have, but even that, it's kind of like it's time. Consuming. I still prefer to. Go ahead. It it is time consuming to do all that. It thing. is. It yeah, is. you know. I have a friend so that lives like, down the road that that builds guitars. It's very time consuming. Yeah, it's it's like, and it's messy and. Uh, it's expensive out here. So, you know, I mean, if uh, that's always going to be there for me and the touring stuff, like maybe when I get older, I'll, I'll build more. But right now I like, I really, really, really like the, just the way I'm doing it. And the way I run my shop is it's pretty much kind of like, I love tattoos, um, as well. So, mm-hmm. um, my tattoo artist is like, um, I, maybe that's where it started actually now that I think about it but you know this idea of just you make an appointment uh, we chat a bit you know I work on your guitar uh, I get as much information and a lot of stuff too that um, if I can do it right then and there you know like a setup or a string change like something simple I'll just do yeah uh, get you in and out and then if you need tweaks like the next day or a week from now you come by and I do that you know but I, I'd prefer to do that than keep your guitar for like a week or two weeks just sitting there. Um, you know, like bigger stuff, like refreds and things like that, then it is what it is. But, but yeah, so I mean, that's, that's how I kind of run it. Um, but I will say though, I learned a lot of this stuff. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this to Utah, but I did work for a lot of luthiers out here and that's where I, I learned a lot of this stuff, but I also saw how they ran their shops and other things. And I remember telling myself like, that's not cool. Like I would never do that. You know, and this whole idea of like, well, someday I'll have my shop or, you know, when I have my shop, I'll run things differently. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, well, well, why don't you just do it and see if it's either going to work or it's not. Right. That's a solid and approach. I mean, a lot of people get stuck right there and they're like, well, I don't think I can. Well, yeah, they yeah, doubt themselves. Try it. Never have. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was that too, you know. I mean, anyone that's listening out there that's like thinking about doing something, just do it, you yeah. know. And as as far as like the clientele stuff goes, like I've done the Facebook ads, I've I've done the Instagram ads, I've I've, I've done physical flyers, I've I've gone to shows. I've and the one thing that really really keeps bringing me people is just do the work, be really good and passionate about what you're doing. And then people are stoked, man. Like when you give them like a good experience, like they will send you more people and like all the higher end, the, all like the, you know, like the bigger names and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They all came from, everybody knows somebody, you know, and that's still true. Like it's, it's just, it's worked so far and it's, it's awesome, you know? So when people so, when people come to you uh, and they're asking for you to work on their guitar, uh, what what are some of the uh, um, what are some of the more common things that you're getting? Um, and what what overall experience do you want people to be leaving with you? It's gonna sound cheesy, but I just want you to leave happy with a smile on your face, you know. And if you don't like something, just tell me. Like, don't, I don't want there to be like this weird, and I always tell like my clients that like, come in and you know, like, uh, could this go a little higher? You know, like the action, or the action is the distance between the fret and the strings, um, or a little lower, you know, like, don't be timid, like ask me if it can, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, that's something um, that I think most people, when they do go get their guitar worked on that it's sort of like, well, they obviously said it a certain way, so maybe I shouldn't ask, or I, I might look stupid yeah. if I ask for that. It's like I like that you are approaching things from a, from a very open standpoint. I mean, I think that comes through on the the material that you have online, and that you should ask questions. It's your gear. Yeah, you get it the way you want it. 
I want to make clear, we're not just talking about like how people work with you. This, uh-huh. th- this is how people should approach anybody that's working yeah. on their guitar and what expectations should be. And if you are somebody out there who is um, a guitar tech, uh, such as, you know, Louise is, um, you know, these are things to, you know, keep in mind too, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm not so shaking like, my finger at anybody. I just want to, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's, I think some, it's easy to forget those things and I, and I want to make yeah. sure that we do. Yeah, so if, if something doesn't feel right or doesn't sound right, just, you know, and there's a way, like, don't be, don't be rude, you know, but just, just ask. Yeah. What are some That's of the, the more um, interesting uh, been able to work on? Uh, late last year, I got to work on uh, this nine string. Oh, wow. Um, that sounds like a headache. It, it, it wasn't. It's funny because the guy messaged me and, you know, he's like, I have this nine string. And, you know, I mean, I, I stereotyped and I was like, oh, cool, like shredder metal guy or whatever. And, uh, you know, in the email, he like mentioned it, that he's taken it to other shops around town and that nobody wanted to take it on. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I love stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> I'll try yeah, it. You, you want to see what makes it tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll come by, you know. So he came by, and um, yeah, he took out this guitar, and it's like he's actually this uh, this jazz guy. His name is Kurt Zool, mm-hmm. um, and he has it tuned in in thirds, and it's 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 not what you would think as far as like a nine string goes, but it had all these problems. Like one of the truss rods was broken. It had two truss rods. The truss rod adjustments were underneath the pickup, so. Oh boy. The only yeah. way to adjust them, I had take to take neck that pick neck pickup off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it was like. <laughs> uh. And then I had to refret it, and then I had to make like this you, radius. Wait, you, had, you had to refret, and you had to had refret to re- a nine string? Yeah. Oh my yeah. Um, That's a lot of fret um, wire, man. Yeah. But it had all these issues. And so, anyways, I remember like one of the nights, I mean, it took almost three weeks to finish this thing. Like, not just straight through, you know, but. Mm-hmm like a few hours here and there and whatnot because he wanted this like this tuning that he came up with or whatever um and i was like well maybe maybe i can find it so i remember like i googled it and the wikipedia came up for nine string guitars and uh the first picture that pops up is him with this guitar that i'm working (laughs) on so everybody run out and google that right now and (laughs) that's the guy and that's the guy, yeah. And uh, it, if not the pioneer, and yeah, like this, it, it's it was a prototype guitar built in Japan, like in the '80s. So this is way before, like. Holy did you Lord. know that this, before you got the guitar? Did you know this before I did, you got? It? I I knew it was older, but I didn't know the whole backstory. Right. So then I felt a little more comfortable, and then I called him, and I was like, "Okay, cool." So now I understand why this was made this way and, and designed this way. You know, like I mean, it's a prototype. You know, and I asked him for like permission to replace one of the one of the truss rods. It was just an insane amount of work. And then you get married to it. You know, you it almost becomes an like an obsession. I remember like my girlfriend would call me. It's like, what time are you coming home? I was like, like an hour. You know, and then at three hours later, it's, uh, where are you? Uh, just one more thing. Just I just need to glue this one inlay. You know, it's like I love what I do. <laughs> it's, it's, right. It's, it's this beautiful obsession. That was that's probably one of the most interesting things. And then for him to come and pick it up, just set it up. You know, like I I do this thing where like I'll like if I someone when someone's picking it up, like I'll put the guitar like on a guitar stand, make sure it's like spotless and shiny and you know plugged into an amp and it's tuned and it's ready to go for someone to come in and just try it out as yeah. opposed to like oh yeah, yeah 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 here let me uh let me grab your guitar you know and yeah like, I think it's under these four cases over here in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, he came in and you know, just like seeing like just like seeing a child, like his big smile mm-hmm. and then him picking it up and then just just trying it out and then just hearing somebody play and and it was cool, you know? It's just like he picked it up and and I like that. I yeah. like that. That's interesting. Um so Luis, when when you're working um on other people's guitars, I think one of the things that regular Joe guitar players like me and Jared <laughs> uh, and and many others out there, you know, were fascinated with. Well, what do 
what do people who are in the industry, you know, if you want to call them rock stars or whatever, guitar gods, whatever you want to call them, um, what what do they want? What do they do? What 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 is their gear like? I mean, it, that is, it's obvious that people want that because the the rig rundown show is just insanely popular, and it's a it's a great show to watch. It lets you in on what people. Uh, who are out there playing every day, the stars out there, what, what do they do? So I'd like to know cool. from your you know, standpoint, <laughs> like, well, what are some of those things? I work with a producer in town, and through him, I got, I've been able to work on a lot of cool people stuff, including Lady Gaga, who is a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You know, she, cause she was complaining that, um, she was getting a little too much buzz from uh, like the higher registers, yeah. but it's, it's her playing, you know, but how the hell are you going to tell Lady Gaga, hey, it's your playing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't. I think you, know, you just did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and it's it's how you say it again. It, it's like, yeah. it's, it's just being nice and understanding that oh, no one's born with this information. It's just, it's just how you explain it to people. Well, Lady no, Gaga's born with it. Hey. <laughs> so, what are uh, you got any of the like the weirder requests? Like, I just worked on uh, Alyssa. She works. She plays in a band called Naked and Famous. Yep. She's awesome. Um, she likes the neck pickup reversed. Oh, okay. Know. So she likes the polarity reversed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah For yeah, those yeah. listening, that means it's it's not taking the the whole pickup and turning it around it's it's reversing the polarity so you you get that peter green sound the out yeah, of phase yeah, sound yeah 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 so wait, but i describe just for, okay so if i'm if if i don't what is that sound Ex- explain a little bit more what that is cuz this is an interesting point you just uh dropped two things that you know reverse pickup out of phase and peter green those are things that that get talked about a lot but don't get a lot of definitions. So let's just talk about that real quick. I mean, to me, it sounds real nasally. Right. Um, thin, not sexy, but. <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh, wrong, right? Yeah, you know, but it's especially for like a neck pickup, you know, but that's just her jam. So it's like, um, I, I don't know what her rig rundown is per se i'm actually i'm i think i told Todd this i might i might actually be going on tour with them Mm. this summer so i'll find out yeah i don't know what amp she's using or or any of that stuff Hmm. so interesting yeah i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to think of uh yeah what other quirky stuff do i get was it about a year ago a guy brought me a a 335 from like the 70s a stereo guitar and i guess he took it to a shop uh, starts with a guitar center, <laughs> right? And uh, he was complaining that one of the pickups wasn't working. And I mean, they gutted the thing, they took out all wiring, and they just couldn't figure it out. Didn't have a stereo and, jack. <laughs> it's a stereo jack, but I told him I was like, dude, I mean, at this point, like, I'm just gonna have to rewire the whole thing, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Louise, uh, you probably get an awful lot of questions, and I know that you have taken steps in, in your own personal content on the, you know, on your social channels to share a few things for. Hey, here's here's an easy way to do this, or here's the maybe the correct way to do that for us listening. Um, how about giving us about maybe three tips that you can do for yourself? to ensure that your guitar has great playability. Okay. Okay. So three things that people can do. First one for me, I think the big one is change your strings regularly. Like it's pack of strings nowadays is so cheap, uh, like five or six bucks. I'm not a fan of like the changing one string at a time because you might mess up the neck or something like that. Just take them all off, clean your fretboard. You don't have to use lemon oil all the time. Wipe it down and then restring your guitar. Wipe it down with? Actually, here's a cool tip. I use mineral spirits. You can get it like at Home Depot or stuff like that. It's a degreaser, but it's a lot lighter than like NAFTA or um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, 
the nail polish remover. I can't. The words are not coming to me. Uh, so basically, to keep the skin oil from building up. Yeah, yeah. So and it, it it's safe for all finishes. Second thing I would say is um, lube like all the parts, and you can use chapstick. I know like Planet Waves or there, there's other like like nut lube and it's like 10 bucks or something like that just buy like a chapstick and just put that where wherever like the string is making contact with the hardware okay so that's, just, that's what i was going to ask you about like when you said lube all the parts i was like well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah no 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 so, okay so any anywhere where there's friction exactly there you go that's what i was trying to say um you know like the nut and the bridge point just like a little dab yeah with like a little um, toothpick or something yeah, 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 exactly. And then um, the other thing is, if I know you don't play it, you wouldn't play it as often, but keep the instrument in, in the case. Um, I know people like having them like on wall hangers, and I do as well, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, just understand that climate and stuff like that will, will affect it mm-hmm. um, a lot faster than if you had it in the case, especially if it's an acoustic. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a big one, and, and anybody that lives east of California knows that you you're gonna deal with humidity issues. Or, I mean, I lived at the beach for way many 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 years, and if you have any kind of humidity issues there, um, whether you're uh, you got salt air, whether you have the hot to cold, yeah, um, you know <laughs> your humidity in the where we are will drop down to like twenty nine percent in the in the winter sometimes and you know then we're up at 60 percent or or much higher even in the house and that can that can wreak havoc on your stuff yeah yeah that's good tips Uh, yeah funny story uh just uh not jessica alba uh michelle rodriguez uh fast and the furious girl Uh i work on her guitars i remember the first time she brought me her guitar because she has a house by venice Venice. Man. For those yeah, Venice who beach. are listening, Venice is a is a beach town in LA. Uh, yeah, she came by, and I mean, the whole like every piece of hardware on that thing I had to replace because it was so oxidized. I was like, Jesus, like throw this in the ocean. But yeah, so just again, like I said, I know you know it's, it's nice to just be able to pick up your guitar and play it. So yeah. Cool. I appreciate you sharing out uh, sort of, you know, a little little bit about daily life of uh, guitar tech and, and uh, sharing what that actually means to you. I know that there are, I'm sure, others that, that we will run into and others that, that we will interview that uh, are, are in similar situations that um, we'll get a little bit of dis- uh, different perspective on. It's a, it's a very personal thing. It's a very subjective thing, um, how you go about that type of business and, and whom you're doing it for and where you're doing it. So it was just interesting to hear that, you know, how you go about doing that. So if anybody isn't familiar, I, I would assume actually that's probably most people just because it's a great big world out there. And <laughs> even though social provides us a lot of, uh, a lot of ways into getting to know somebody or, or getting exposure to somebody, uh, there's, you know, we're constantly running into people every day that, that, um, can uh, give us some insight or some, uh, ways of understanding what we do better. And I would encourage you to do that with Louise uh, at Modern Guitar Tech. Would you want to just share real quick where your um, some of your handles for us? Yeah, just uh, the big one is uh, Modern Guitar Tech across all the socials. Just Google that. And I don't use Twitter. I'm not a fan of Twitter. But, you know, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Pinterest, but I mean, if, if anybody out there like has a question, I actually enjoy it. Like actually like opening up my Instagram and seeing like, oh, I have a message in my inbox. I have this kid from Mexico who I built this relationship with. And this was about a year ago. You know, he just like started asking me questions like, how do you do this and how do you do that? And I tried my best, you know, to answer. And it's cool. Like now I follow him and I see him like working on guitars, you know, and I guess like he's kind of becoming like the dude in in his little town in Mexico. That's cool. 
you know, and it's just like, and if he has a question, like I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to answer. And, mm -hmm. uh, there's this other kid from Iran that messaged me the other day, man, like, that's a powerful thing, people. Sure is. Totally. Under, I mean, I, I t we talk about that all the time, but uh, same thing where, where, you know, it's like it's just out of the blue. You're like, wow, I, I can't believe my voice reached all the way across the world and hit you in a way that um, that is meaningful in some way, shape or form. And yeah. We those of us who are doing that and sharing our voice, if you are doing it in a public way or, or just you're just a person and you're <laughs> out there on the Internet, it's like just be open and share with each other. It's good stuff. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate that. We're going to, we're going to head on to our, would you rather segment? And then we're going to say, see you later. So with that, Jared. All right. Wait, this, you know, aren't you going to like bring us in like with a, some kind of interesting intro? Now I put you on the spot. Now you got to do an interesting intro. <laughs> How about I do an old timey one? Like, would you rather? <laughs> I want to do it. Okay, you do it. All right. So, okay, man. You're at your. Wait, uh, you didn't do it. Would you rather, <laughs> rather, rather, rather? Going for I the like echo. That. Going for the echo. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're sitting at home in your basement and you've got your guitar or your garage or wherever you play and it's plugged in and the devil walks in. Okay. And he says, listen. <laughs> Hell. That's right. What the hell is correct? Uh, he walks in and he says, "I'm Lucifer, and I'm giving I'm giving." I you think a he'd choice. recognize, probably. Right. Well, I mean, he's he's all red and he's got the horns and he's got the tail. You know, he's got a pitchfork and stuff. Yeah. And he points at you. And he says, "Listen, man, I'm gonna still let you play guitar for the rest of your life. However, you can either have." Listen, I'm going to take you to hell if you don't take one of these two amazing, awesome things. So let's, how about we dial that back a little okay, bit? Okay, okay, guys. Wait, you got to do the thing. Would you rather, rather, rather? Are you, we, we do a different thing. Would you rather? There you go. Now we're talking. Okay, guys. For the rest of your life, you have two choices. You could either have a Karina Flying V or a Karina Explorer. But it has to be one or the other. And you, you're going to have to play that for the rest of your life. You don't get another guitar. That's it. It's and you either had to one cash or the in other. all of your guitars? You, all your other guitars are gone. You, you either have to one have... One or the other. Uh, that's it. I mean, that's not a bad problem to have, to be uh, honest. I mean, those are pretty sweet guitars. I think it depends what your personality is. Because, you, you know, it, it yeah. could be a bad thing if you're stuck with only one for the rest of your life. Okay. That's an easy one, man. I know what, what? you're going to say. I know what he's going to say. <laughs> okay, do it. So you said either an Explorer or a Flying V, right? That's what Spe it comes down yeah, to. Specifically right. the, the Karina model, the Karina Wood okay. model. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, for the rest of your life, so you're going to get old. You're not going to be able to stand up. Have you ever played a Flying V sitting down? Man, F that. Like, I will, <laughs> right. I will do the the explore mm. all day even working on them like anytime i get a customer that brings me like a flying v it's always like so cumbersome I'm like uh, uh, uh. right <laughs> thank you for bringing this yeah, in they today. look they look cool <laughs> as hell though man yeah uh. they do all right jared what are you doing i'm doing the explorer hands down i i own an explorer so i know what it feels like and <laughs> that is that's kind of a, a guitar you can sag down a little bit, too. You could swing it yeah. low. You know yeah. what I mean? But I love the feel of the Explorer. Um, and I've had flying Vs, and I've I've felt those, and I've played those. But uh, I'm an Explorer fan. I thought I would never be a fan of those crazy-shaped guitars. But uh, the Explorer, I, I really like how it feels. So I would gladly be stuck with that guitar. You know what does suck about the Explorers, though? What? The case. The case. Yes. <laughs> but they're not that much better for the Vs, either. Yeah. You can live, you can live in them things, man. You yeah. can store a lot of sheet music in them. I So, okay, <laughs> I have an Explorer at home, um, and I, too, have also had Vs. 
I'm going with I'm going with the V, man. Hey. Just simply because the Karina V especially is just gold hardware, white pick, you know. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just one of those things like you strap it on, it's like, I am the coolest person on the planet right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and the, the crazy thing is it, with both of those, actually specifically because maybe they are, maybe specifically because they are Karina, you can play modern stuff on them and it makes sense. You can play old stuff on it and it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because you're not bound to like a, a specific aesthetic. Um, you know, they, those were all built in the, the late, late 50s. So correct you know. me if I'm wrong. Albert King played a V, didn't he? Yes. Specifically the uh, the Karina. I be- I'm, I'm fairly certain. Well, well, at least that was one of his yeah. uh, actual, guitar, you know. Maybe he was these. actually stuck with one of them for the his rest of his life. His was called the uh, the Lucy's. He, he called them Lucy. Lucy's, right? Yeah. yeah, but he had a couple of different Lucy's. But yeah, man. I mean, there's some there's some sweet looking V's out there, and explorers. I love talking about guitars. I could do this for hours. Me but too. At some point, we got to call it quits, and that point is now. So, everybody who is listening, thank you so much. We we truly truly appreciate. Um, your subscription, your your time that you take to listen to us babble on and share in the passion that we have for guitars and guitar gear. And we want to say thank you to Luis Munoz, the modern guitar tech, for what? yeah, for joining yes, us on, on uh, this episode. And make sure you go and check him out and get to know him a little bit. Make sure that you see us out there as well. Send us notes and stuff and subscribe! That yeah. one was different. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit us at our website at theguitarknobs.com for episodes, news, and guest profiles. You can get all social with us on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs. Give us a tweet at guitar underscore knobs. And check out our gallery on Instagram at guitar knobs.